You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Future of Flushing, your Mets daily player development update podcast. I'm Vito Calisi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And with us today is just a whole ton of information about everything that happened this weekend. John is currently plugging his mic back in, so I'm going to stall for time. It looks like he is almost ready to go. Looks like he's looking at the settings, maybe tooling around. And I can think you hear he me? Is... Can you hear me? I, I think everybody in the world can hear you with how loud that just was. All right. Well, sorry about that. I was not prepared. I not, did not understand the assignment, but... um. Yeah, you you caught me off guard. You just like kind of kind of started going before I could even get myself together here. So uh, sorry about that. But I like that you're not going to cut it out. You're leaving it genuine. I like that. I, it, I am keeping it real. I think the the people like when there's like some flaws. You know, we can't look perfect. Got to keep it real. That's what we do here on Future Flushing. Keeping it real all the time. Let's just jump right into this thing, John. Let's go talk about Friday night. We're going to start on. Syracuse. Let me ask you a quick question. Okay. You've read the doc. You know what it entails. Is this episode, when, when all is said and done, when it's <laughs> 5.30 in the morning, hopefully, on Monday, <laughs> and uh, people are going to get their fix of uh, what happened over the weekend in the Mets player development system, will they see an episode longer or shorter than 22 minutes and 30 seconds? What do you think? I'm going to say shorter because last week when we did our weekend recap it was around 30 but that document no, it was 37 oh, i know the ads 30... it was 37 i know the ads it was are 37 uh, 37 Man, that was an episode that was a yeah that was and, a, that was an hbo episode yeah and we've already wasted like not wasted actually throw the word wasted out because we haven't wasted anything uh we have well spent about two and a half minutes so all right i just wanted to know what you think we should. I'm going to say. I'm going to say goals. under. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna saying say over. I'm saying over. Okay. It's about setting goals, though. You know. So we've set our goal. Let's see if we can hit it. Go ahead, Vito. Now I'm going to pull a John to get to that number, and I'm just going to ignore things John says and just barrel ahead and ignore him. So That's let's fine. start off talking about the Syracuse Mets losing four-two to the Buffalo Bisons. Biggest note from this game, obviously, Luis Moreno and his Triple A debut. Only allowed one earned run over 3.1 innings pitched with five strikeouts. Yeah, Moreno making a debut, a well-earned debut, a well-earned promotion, I should say. Um, After a really, really strong end to his first half of the season, he was the Eastern League Pitcher of the Week um, in mid-June. So good to see him getting the chance to prove himself at Syracuse. Obviously, one step closer to his goal, making the major leagues. Also in that game, Stephen Ridings, Josh Walker, both pitched clean innings out of the bullpen. We've mentioned Josh Walker a few times last week, and if you watched uh, any Mets baseball on Saturday, Josh Walker was added as the 27th man for the doubleheader. So he had been great after his return to Syracuse and uh, pitched well again Friday. That got him the promotion to Boston. I, I wonder how long it took him to get there. That's what I was thinking. I wonder if he you think Ubered it was an or Uber? drove himself. Yeah, I mean, that's he must a, that's, have. That's the he question. must have Ubered. I uh, got. We got to. The next time we get an interview with a guy who's taken one of those Ubers. I just want a detailed conversation about what that Uber ride was like, what TikToks they were watching. 
how long it was. Did they ask the driver to keep quiet? Did they pass the time? Did they take phone calls? Did they tell but, the driver what he was doing, where he was going, and who they are? That's you can't, right? Because then the driver's going to ask you questions and you get in your head. But I don't know. let's move ahead to the Rumble Ponies. They lost 5-2 to the Erie Seawolves. But did I say Seawolves? The Erie Seawolves? No, it's the Erie Seawolves, of course. Now, there's three certainties in life, John. Death, they are. taxes, and Tyler Stewart's going to go out there and he's not going to give up more than two earned runs in an appearance. Tyler Stewart, two earned runs over seven innings pitch. That's 16 straight starts, John. It's absurd. He is so steady. Uh, he did find himself in a little bit of trouble on Friday night. It was a real bend but don't break start for Tyler Stewart, who really, really hunk bunkered down with uh, with runners on base. So, like you said, 16 consecutive starts with two runs or fewer allowed as he continues to just make a name for himself in a huge breakout 2023 season. And really the most impressive thing is moving up the level from high A to double A has not phased him at all. He has still not allowed more than two runs, even now pitching against some better competition in the Eastern League. Just fantastic. Amazing. Keep chugging along, T-Stu. Hopefully you get to AAA and you still haven't given up more than two run runs because that would be wild. And then bring it up to the Mets. Who knows? Um, let's talk about the Brooklyn Cyclones who won 8-7 versus the Hudson Valley Renegades. John, why don't you tell people about the incredible night Alex Ramirez had? History was made on Friday night. Alex Ramirez went 6-6 six for six in this game, an 8-7 Cyclones win. Ramirez just, uh, it doesn't get much better than that on a baseball diamond. He also stole three bases. So congrats to Alex Ramirez, who I actually saw recently a TikTok um, done by the Cyclones. They have uh, some great content on, on the social medias. So definitely go check that out. And, I think the um, kids say the socials, John. They don't say the social medias. They say the socials. Oh, the socials. Well, I, I guess I'm not a kid anymore. Um, you know, John's never seen the social network. That's true. I have not. I have not seen the social network. I actually have seen bits and pieces of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Long. It's the movie of our generation, and the guy's not did... seen it. Okay, you want to talk movies? Did you see either of the big two blockbusters or not yet? No, dude, it's a big argument here in the household because I really want to see Barbie, but somebody made plans with her friends, and I'm just going to go by myself this week. See, I really want to see Oppenheimer, and I'm appalled that I cannot – Put my credit card into Amazon Prime or Apple or any of the streaming services that can easily get me the movie to my couch. I'll even pay five, ten more dollars for that. It's just a it's a it's a schlep to the movie theater. But a Nolan piece is meant to be seen in a very specific way. You're supposed to go find the 70 millimeter IMAX print like, like there, it's more in the country from what I from, I know from what I understand. But one of them is in Lincoln Center. And that is my go. Yeah, but I'm IMAX sure getting experience. a ticket to that's probably, you know, supply and demands jacking that up. It's a big theater, though. I mean, there's no scalpers. There's no StubHub for AMC you theaters, sure? you know? It's one of the movie theaters that gives you an assigned seat. I recently learned of that concept. Most, I, thought you just, I thought you just showed up. Most theaters are assigned seats. Has it always been like that? It's, it's, I would say the last, like, five, six years, it's become, like, mostly assigned seats, which I love. I love it because you don't have to get to the theater that early. You can get there, like, right before the trailer starts. But when you get to the ticket guy, are you like, hey, I want one for whatever movie – and I want to be dead center, or are they just like is a random assignment of they a, of flip a movie around seat? a screen and you you pick your seat. Ah, okay, so it's somewhere to go into the stadium and you see what. Or you go to a kiosk. Available. Yeah. yeah, okay, dude, it's All great. Right. It's great. All you're right. really you're trying to push you're trying to push that twenty two and a half thing. I'm not. I know I what you're doing, to... John. 
I know what you're doing, John. You're for it. I'm thinking to myself, how do we get from Alex Ramirez's record six hits on Friday night talking about the uh, the distribution of seating assignments in a movie theater? But hey, we'll, we'll always push boundaries like that. Yes, Alex Ramirez, six hits, a Hollywood-like ending for Alex Ramirez. <laughs> On, on Friday night for the Cyclones. As a matter of fact, all nine hits for Brooklyn. All nine starters had hits for Brooklyn in this one. There was also an inside the park home run. That was hit by DeAndre Smith on a, a misplayed fly ball. Uh, but DeAndre motored, got all the way around. So that was a fun moment, electric moment to watch. Stanley Consuegra, he had a huge weekend. We'll talk about him a little bit more later in the show. He was two for five with a double. So the Cyclones eke out an 8-7 win against against Hudson Valley and Vito we are already like closing in on nine minutes and we haven't even stopped down one so this is soaring past 22 and we're now we're just gonna keep this train chugging along I think I said that already and I said it again choo choo the St. Lucie Mets were in Florida they played those famous Palm Beach Cardinals of Twitter Luis R. Rodriguez pitched in relief didn't allow a hit to any of the 10 guys he faced struck out three that was his first appearance in PSL after making his first four appearances with the FCL Mets. Yeah, big day for Rodriguez, who, as you mentioned, uh, coming off the Tommy John, had not returned to the Florida State League until Friday, makes the relief appearance uh, in game one. That was a doubleheader on Friday. We should mention that. Also in this game, Vincent Perozo, three successful ABS challenges. For all those wondering, that's the automatic ball strike system, possibly coming to a big league park by you if you haven't seen it. Find it on the socials, as Vito would put it, there you um, go. because it's really cool. It's all stack hash generated, um, and it's the technology is kind of like what you see in tennis. Was it on the line? Was it in? Was it out? Same thing. The only three players that can challenge this, by the way, so the dugout's not involved. It's the catcher, the batter, or the pitcher. Uh, so that's a really unique wrinkle also. No one from the outside can actually get involved in, in issuing these challenges. But Perozo, if uh, you know, he's, he's a good hitter. He can catch. He can play first. So he's got a he's got a future ahead of him. After his baseball career is over, maybe he could be an umpire because he has apparently great knowledge of the strike zone. That was just an interesting little side note I picked up by watching that game on Friday. Now, John, that was you know that was informative, but it was a little long winded, and I felt like you were really just trying to get those numbers up right now. I feel like your numbers juicing. You're like an Allen Iverson type at these moments. Let's talk about Game Two of that doubleheader. The St. Lucie Mets uh, lost five two to the Palm Beach Cardinals. Biggest note, we got two doubles going out. Jeffrey De Los Santos and left fielder Karel Paz, and they both had two hits. And uh, let's just really quickly glaze over these Dominican Summer League games. DSL Blue lost 10-6 to the DSL Marlins. Branny De Olio went three for four with two doubles and a walk. And in the DSL Orange game where they won 6-5 versus the DSL Mariners, Jeffrey Rosa went two for four with two doubles. And there is still more to go for Friday, John. You so thought you were take done. Take it away. I will, I will do this quickly. Uh, FCL Mets, they played two. Game one, a walk-off homer hit by Jesus Baez gave the 4-1 victory to the FCL Mets. Big moment for Baez. Uh, Nick Morabito reached base twice in this game. He scored both times. He was on base. We'll talk a little, a little bit more about Nick. Jonah Tong was the star on the mound for the FCL Mets on Friday in game one, at least. He faced nine batters. He struck out seven. An electric factory. We've mentioned him a little bit. Canadian product, 2022 draft pick of the Mets, sits in the mid-90s, big bender, uh, and a great start, great outing for Jonah Tong. And how about another name to mention? Anderson Ferrer, six strikeouts in relief of Tong, 
He now has a 2.66 ERA. He's stateside for the first time this year. Last year, he had a 1.80 ERA and exactly 30 innings of work in the Dominican Summer League. So another big arm, big strikeout arm to keep an eye on. Uh, game two, FCL Mets lost 9-2 against the FCL Nats. Willie Fanyas had a double in that one. So we're through Friday. Friday was the meatiest day by far in the system with a bunch of doubleheaders, um, especially a lot of action going on in Port St. Lucie. Now we move on to Saturday and, and a couple big stories from Saturday. Number one, Ronnie Mauricio. Uh, you probably woke up and saw it on Sunday morning. Ronnie Mauricio propelled the Syracuse Mets to an 8-7 victory with a walk-off two-run homer. He hit it 113 off the bat. I mean, that's that's light work for Ronnie. He had one 116 a few nights ago. Uh, his 16th homer of the season was the walk-off as Ronnie continues to star. Uh, Luke Voigt also homered, three for four. Mike Vassell started this game. The biggest thing for, uh, for me, Vito, in the start for Vassell, he faced 24 guys, and he only walked two. So he had some control issues when he got to Syracuse. Heard a lot of things about what that might be attributed to, but didn't seem to be too much of a problem for Mike on Saturday and Sean Reed Foley. He retired all four of the batters he faced in his outing on Saturday. All right, Vito, that was pretty quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team that was pretty quick dude i think you really you really tied it all together there you did a good job let's talk about the binghamton rumble ponies who lost 3-1 to the sea wolves john not the sea walls no trey mclaughlin the seawall is very different trey mclaughlin lost trey mclaughlin tossed two scoreless innings now has a two era overall this season and that's between two different levels Daniel Nunez also had a good outing out of the bullpen, tossed the scoreless frame. His ERA on the season is 2.57. So Nunez is a 27-year-old reliever. This season, he has 20 strikeouts and 14 innings of work. And I put this in the notes. I kind of like this one. You know how you look in the side view mirror? Well, maybe you don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I, I rarely drive. But for 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 sake of this conversation, yeah, man, I, I look at the rear view mirror all the time. Side view. Side view. Not rear side view. view. I look at the side view mirror even more yep. than the rear view. And there, yeah, that's easily the best one to look in. 
And there's that little message that says like objects in mirror are closer than they may appear. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? You familiar with that I one? Do. I've seen Jurassic Park. That was a big part of Jurassic Park. Uh, I haven't seen it, but anyway, um, God. that's that's a way that I would refer to Daniel Nunez as. He he's closer than it might appear. Big arm, um, an experienced kid. A lot of a lot of factors have hampered him in his career to this point, but he's been great so far this season, and he's a guy that could possibly uh be moved along a little bit quicker than some younger prospects, especially in the bullpen. So good to see Daniel Nunez with another strong outing for the Rumble Ponies on Saturday. I like that little euphemism. I don't know if that would be a euphemism, but I like that. I think we should call them mirror boys. The mirror boys. Like when somebody has that trait that you think they're closer than they appear, mm-hmm. we'll say he's a mirror boy. Okay. I mean, hey, we try it out. We'll see what the people say. If they like yeah. it, if it sticks, great. If not, we move on. We find something else. And another it's thing called weather find. ballooning, Vito. It's called weather ballooning. <laughs> another thing you can find is the Brooklyn Cyclones, who lost 3-1 to the Hudson Valley Renegades. John Grady's Hudson Valley Renegades. Happy birthday, John Grady. Yoander Suarez with another good outing. Eight strikeouts, one walk, and only three runs over six innings pitch. John, you want to deep a little diver? Do you want to dive a little deeper? into that and you know what i'm gonna leave that in even though i made that mistake i want you all to see my scars i will dive a little deeper on wander suarez who has been really really good of late over his last starts this goes back to june 14th 30 and a third innings of work he has an era of 386 but i'm gonna bring it up again the fip the fips outperforming the era and that's because he struck out 43 with only 12 walks and two homers allowed so suarez we told you he dealt with injuries, a Tommy John surgery, but he's back. He's looking strong, and he's been especially good of late over a month now going back to June 14th. Another by, another guy that's been great, Brendan Hardy. He faced three guys in a relief inning on Saturday. He struck out all three. So after, after a delayed start to his season in 13 and a third innings of work, Hardy has 20 strikeouts and just five walks issued. The Cyclones' bullpen is really, really good. We'll talk a little bit more about what they did on Sunday. The St. Lucie Mets had a, and with the St. Lucie Mets, we had a phenomenal performance from Felipe De La Cruz, four innings pitch, only gave up three hits, zero runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts. Since July 2nd, 17.1 innings pitch, he's got a 44.4% K rate. I love numerals, man. I love when you just get a straight line of the same number, like a Jay-Z album, 444. Got a 3.06 ERA since that date of July 2nd. But a 1.41 FIP. There comes FIP again, rearing its head. And that's that's what Felipe De La Cruz has been doing. He's been controlling the controllables that a pitcher can control. Mets fans should be so excited about him. Luis R. Rodriguez, Felipe De La Cruz. De La Cruz has been untouchable in the span that you just mentioned since July 2nd. And I was, I was running around on Saturday doing a little shopping. Went to the local Wegmans that you actually finally uh, went to the Wegmans. Uh, so I was here and there, had a chance to check my phone, and I saw the line for Felipe De La Cruz, and I was like, oh, we're talking FIP on Sunday night, baby. Um, but no, he he really has been great. Um, and, you know, say it a lot, but it's true. We, uh, we'll see if there's uh, any more challenges that lie ahead for Felipe De La Cruz um, moving forward before before September comes and the season is uh, is over. Because believe it or not, we are already just about in August, and that is a scary, scary thought. But the 22-year-old Gayla Cruz, this is the highest level he's pitched at. We'll see if uh, there are any other 
levels that he tries to conquer before the season's over. So, John, it's obvious we're going to crush past that under that uh, I bet on. We're going to definitely hit the over. So I'm just going to go for it. How is the Wegmans, dude? Oh, it was really good. It was really nice. It's easily the nicest grocery store um, in the area in which I live. Uh, it's like and 20 a great minutes parking away. So I probably wouldn't go regularly there. But um, regularly. You know what? I used to be a big go to the grocery store guy. Like it was an activity for me. You see the nice produce. You know, you, you scan the aisles. You try to you find a good items. Yeah, of course. You got to find the right one. And then COVID happened. And then this thing called Instacart came into my life. And I just was like, you know what? Why am I doing this to myself? And I fell out of love with going to the grocery store. And now it's like a novelty for me. And I'm kind of getting back into it. So, um, yeah, it was nice. Nice experience. Clean. A lot of good, a lot of good uh, selection. So uh, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Thanks for asking. Hey, man, you know, I've, I've been excited for you to try that Wegmans. They have a really nice parking lot. It's a really good setup. And us city kids, we don't get to go to Wegmans. And I say us as in me because John is not a city kid. No. DSL Orange won 7-2 versus DSL Blue. John, I'm not going to let you respond to that statement. Yeah, Jeffrey don't. Rosa had two hits, and he has an OPS of 1.129 in 102 plate appearances, John. Yeah, Rosa is another one of the exciting young players down in the Dominican Summer League. And, uh, you know, it's always fun whenever they play each other. They are two teams in the same league, so it is bound to happen. And uh, DSL Orange flexed its muscle in this one. FCL Mets also played twice on Saturday. They made a uh, suspended game up. They won that game 6-3. to three. In the game, the final box score, Nick Morabito, Jesus Baez, and Jonathan Henriquez each had two hits. And then in the regularly scheduled game, they won 5 nothing, And Nick Morabito once again had a huge game. He went three for four with the double. So now including that game, because FCL Mets did not play on Sunday, so Sunday's recap will be a little bit shorter than Friday and Saturday. Morabito has hit safely in 11 of his last 12 games. And in that span, his slash line is 467, 539, 600, with seven steals and seven strikeouts to six walks in the span. So Morabito got off to a slow start. He has been quietly fantastic of late. The power hasn't been there, but he's a young, young kid. And those fields behind the stadium in Port St. Lucie or wherever else they're playing, they're big dimensions. He has been so good. And there were a lot of people early in the season who were probably a little bit quick to question the draft pick and question the potential and the ceiling for the 20-year-old. Um, Morabito, I think, has silenced all the critics. He has checked every single box that you can ask to see from a player of his age, of his caliber. He's just been great lately. You know who never doubted him? I know who. It's you. Me. You know what? I never doubted him, and I never doubted any faith in him because I would just always think about his uncle and his batting cage in the basement. I don't know if you know that he had one. (laughs) Between Morabito, Jet Williams, and Jacob Reimer, the Mets have three infielders, and there are many, many more infielders to be excited about. But right there from the 2022 draft class, that in three, four years could be three-fourths of the starting infield or three of the nine starting players in the Mets lineup. Um, it was a great draft, and those are three semi-high picks. Jet in the first round, Morbido in the second round, Reimer in the fourth round that have had really, really big first full years of pro ball. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it, and you know what else you'll love to see? You'll love to see Sunday roll around, unless you get the Sunday scaries. Who doesn't? 
Let's start off with the Syracuse Mets, who lost 10-9 to the Buffalo Bisons. Ryan Mauricio, what did he do? He had two more hits and two walks. That's 21 walks so far this year. Last year, he only had 24 for the entire season. Yeah, Ronnie has definitely shown uh, improved patience at the plate. And I wanted to mention that because everyone sees the hard hit home runs, the big exit velocities, tomahawking fastballs up at his eyes over the fence in right field. That we know. He can hit. But it's the one thing that people said he needs to work on before you can even talk about him and the major leagues. And he has done just that. Not only has he walked a lot more, and he's obviously going to surpass that walk total, possibly this week. He's also managed to cut his strikeout rate down from last year from 23% to 17%. So I know it doesn't feel like a big drop, but those six points on the strikeout rate are a big drop. And he has such incredible bat-to-ball skills also. So the improved patience, a little bit of improved patience, and his ability to hit balls pretty much anywhere in the strike zone or out of the strike zone like that home run he hit earlier this week make him such a dangerous hitter, and he just gets better and better at the plate when it comes to showing that patience. Um, I mean, what else can you say about Ronnie? Uh, dude's there's good. Not, there's not much more you could say about him. And uh, just one little fun note, man. Every time we talk about Ronnie Mauricio, I think about Jersey Shore, and I think about Ronnie. Remember? Remember those days, John? I do. I, uh, I, I do remember those days. I remember hearing about Ronnie Mauricio for the first time in 2018. And um, where, where have those years gone by? Now he's, you know, a bustling young prospect, just like Ronnie from Jersey Shore was a bustling whatever he did. I don't, he's done some bad things since then, man. I wouldn't compare those two. Well, I'm just talking about the baseball player, really. I have nothing else to say about Ronnie from Jersey Shore. <laughs> Who was he with? He was with Sammy. Sammy I know they were the toxic couple, right? They were very toxic. And then mm-hmm. when you see TikToks about them now, that whole show, man, that show did not age well, yet it's still on. You know what's weird? This is the second time we've done like a decent one or two minute break on Jersey Shore on this podcast. We got to chill out. If I ever have a Jersey Shore TikTok, then my For You page is officially broken and uh, TikTok can just fold it in because the algorithm is, is officially <laughs> not working anymore. So, Well, you know who's definitely not going to fold it in? Luke Voigt and Abraham Almonte, who each homered and combined for seven RBIs. For Almonte, that's eight home runs in the last 10 games. Yep. Two big power bats in the middle of that Syracuse lineup. Obviously, the Syracuse lineup lost a little bit of thump with the promotion of Mark Vientos back to the Mets. But Abraham Almonte has been hitting homers nonstop, as you mentioned. Eight in his last 10 games. Uh, Two guys with major league experience that can come up whenever the Mets want the help and then be inserted into the Mets lineup. So great to see those two guys continuing to hit. Um, And shout out Carlos Cortez. Definitely want to mention Carlos Cortez, a 26-year-old, recently turned 26 years old, taken by the Mets in the third round of the 2018 draft out of South Carolina. Uh, Has been up and down this season, but it was a really good weekend for Cortez, who has now put together multiple hits in three straight games. A guy that can play all over the place. We know that that's always a quick quicker path to the major leagues we've talked about those guys and how important versatility is and Cortez starting to turn it on a little bit with the bat so happy to see that last note from Syracuse's game on Sunday is Nate Lavender he faced five batters in relief and he set down all five so Nate Lavender continues to have a very strong season now one of the biggest storylines of this whole episode don't I don't even know if you call it a storyline just one of the biggest stories in general of this episode is going to be this Binghamton Rumble Ponies game against the Erie Seawolves, not Seawolves. 
because it's Christian Scott. It's always Christian Scott, John. He is such a standout this year. Four innings pitched, only gave up two hits, no runs, no walks, six strikeouts. Yeah, and Scott was on a pitch limit in this game, and that obviously is because he's in uncharted territory, and every pitch that he throws, will he'll go deeper and deeper in that uncharted territory, way surpassing, far surpassing uh, his previous career high in innings pitched in a single season. But he made the most of every single pitch on Sunday. He's just befuddling hitters right now. He just He's better than the opponents in the batter's box. It's really that simple. And since he's gotten to Binghamton, the challenge, the next level, and the Mets promoted him early, earlier than some, a 2.90 ERA, and that includes one really bad start. And if you take that out, that ERA is under two with 46 strikeouts and just seven walks. The control on full display, averaging a walk a start, that'll play. And he's, he's allowed two runs or less in six of those seven starts. And the whiff rate, above 33%. 34.4% whiff rate is what he's running right now. So Christian Scott is as locked in as locked in gets another fantastic start for Christian and uh, look forward to his next outing later this upcoming week. Um, this was a two nothing win for the rumble ponies. It was their second shutout victory in the last five games after Scott's four innings of work. Nolan Clenny, Daniel Juarez, who we talk about a lot and William Woods combined to finish it out for Juarez. He has now allowed no runs in five of his last six outings. So a strong pitching performance by those rumble ponies, which, not the first time they've done that in the recent days. No, it's a really fun team to watch. Um, you got to watch those Rumble Ponies on your MLB TV app. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Cyclones, who won 7-4 versus the Lehigh Valley Renegades. Now, I'm going to let you all peek behind the curtain. I really struggled saying Lehigh Valley the other day. I could not get it out of my mouth. We what was that other word that you couldn't say? Like, it was two Sundays ago, maybe? I can't remember what that word was. I remember, I just remember editing it and you mocked me while I was trying to say it. Um, I, I, I love, just, I, I love when you just, I mean, it happens to me too. It's, you know, it's, it's fun. I just, I get more frustrated than you. Like, I, like you just like accept it. I'm just like yelling at myself, like, come on, you're better than this. You're pathetic. But the Lehigh Valley Renegades, I can say it now and I can say it proud. Cameron Foster got touched up, but the bats did come to his aid, as you can see by the 7-4 scorecard, baby. Yeah, and four of those runs came on one swing of the bat by Omar De Los Santos, who hit a grand slam in this game. Stanley Consuegra also homered. It was one for four with a homer and a walk. And Mateo Gill hit his third homer in eight games, and we talked about this last week, since the number change, honoring his father, Benji. Back to Stanley Consuegra with that homer. In his last 11 games now, Consuegra slashing 279, 354, and 535 with three homers in the span. So a guy with oodles of talent, oodles of tools. We talk about the arm. We talk about the big exit velocities. We talk about the angle with which he hits the ball off the bat. Consuegra is a dude. Um, good to see him putting it all together right now. He has been really hot as of late. Now, the Cyclones bullpen, which we talk about a lot, they dominated as well in relief of Foster on Sunday. They combined for six and a third scoreless innings with nine strikeouts and just three hits every single day, Vito. It seems like we get ready to go. You start talking. I'm not, I'm not ready to go. I got to plug in my microphone. Those are some constants. And the Brooklyn Cyclones bullpen is shutting down opponents. Another constant. And every time Omar De Los Santos has a good game, you know what I do, John? Tell I me. look at the highlight and I say, I'm glad that guy didn't quit baseball. 
If you don't know what Vito's talking about, Vito, tell him. Omar De Los Santos was down to his last wish, showed up for a Mets tryout, made the team, went to camp, ended up winning the MVP of the Florida State League last year after all of that. I mean, just an incredible story. We've definitely brought it up on the show before, but we like to remind you of things. Like, you know, I might bring up Nick Morbido's uncle's batting cage from time to time. You know, it's not crazy to remind the listener. Not everybody's listened from day one. So if there's anybody out here who doesn't like that, I'm sorry. Other people might enjoy it. Now, let's talk about the St. Lucie Mets. 12-10 versus the Palm Beach Cardinals. They won that game. After a week of no games getting played in Florida, it seemed like because of weather, every damn game was played in Florida this week. Shout out Mother Nature. Heck yeah, Mother Nature. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And how is there not a St. Lucie Mets update without a Jet Williams update? Those don't exist. Jet Williams, two for five with a walk. His OBP after this weekend is 426, John. He's getting so close to 500. Yeah, did drop two points from the last time we updated the listeners. So disappointing, right? No, it was a strong, strong end to the weekend for Jet. And um, he will be on base plenty more times this week. Some other notes from this game, Jacob Reimer. We talked about him a few moments ago, mentioning him, Morabito, and Jet. Uh, homered in this game, went two for two with a walk. That homer clocked at 107.6 off the bat. Since his return to the Florida State League, he was injured. A 405 on base percentage, a 485 slugging percentage. Want to shout out Kevin Villavicencio as well. He only reached base safely twice. He had a walk and he had a hit, and he still managed to swipe Four bases, so Via Vincencio continues to show off the legs. We talked about him in an episode last week, how the St. Lucie Mets kind of have two leadoff guys when you have Jed at the top and Via Vincencio at the bottom. And Kevin proved us right there with a really big game on the base paths. Yaral Martinez hit his ninth homer of the season for the St. Lucie Mets, and Sam Coonrod continues to work towards making his New York Mets debut. He made his third rehab appearance on Sunday a scoreless inning. And wow, what's the number we're at here, Vito? Oh, we blew past that, John. I mean, this is going to be around a 30-minute episode for these people's Monday mornings. And you know what? We do it for you. We do it because we care. We care about every single one of these people in player development, and we care about every single one of you that wakes up, drinks that cup of curry coffee, and looks at their phone and says, ah, what goes nice with my coffee? future of flushing with Vito and John or John and Vito, whoever goes first. I change it in the description every day. I noticed that. It's good, though. Keep the people on their toes. I think the shock value is the extra bit of coffee. But yeah, huge weekend all across the Mets player development system. Some big pitching performances, some big hitting performances. Guess what? 
the fun doesn't stop. You'll hear this episode tomorrow, and then we'll be right back at it. We'll have some more content for you to fill the off day uh, with the big four at least. And then come Tuesday, it's back to action. Uh, we'll have Blake Tidwell pitching again for the Cyclones coming up soon. Um, and a whole lot more. So you know where to turn to, right, Vito? You know where to get all major podcast platforms. Sometimes we're on the Mets YouTube. You know, that, that happens every now and then when we have a special guest. But every day we're in your podcast feed. So subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you all in the future. Complete your Monday morning with a little bit of stock music. <laughs>